keep laughing. Here we go. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where we get into our fearless beer review, our songs of the week, and new music and other happenings in the music world. Uh, this is, I don't know, the third week of June or second week of June. I don't know. And of uh, 2020, my name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Thank you for the recent um, uh, reviews and or ratings, I should say, not reviews. Mama. Uh, so thank you for that. It's much appreciated. And uh, keep listening. I hope you guys enjoy. Tell all your friends and family that you'd like uh, Asinine Radio. So let's get into our fearless beer review, Jeff. Jesus. Uh, what do you got? What do you I, got here? What do you got for your fearless beer review today? I have a stout. I got a stout today. Surprise, always surprise. It's not always a stout. Surprise. It's always a stout. Last week wasn't a stout. It always is. I don't know what it was last oh, week. It was close. It was a stout, I think. I don't think it, it might was. Might have been a sour. Was it a sour? But I think it was a sour. Oh, was it? it was the blueberry sour. Oh, yeah. It was that nasty-ass thing. Cuck. Yeah, so I got a, I got a stout today. It's a barrel-aged cookies and cream stout. Um, it's mm-hmm. from a brewery called 903 Brewers. They're from Sherman, Texas. And uh, they also Fancy. make another another stout, a, a breakfast maple pecan stout, which is now my favorite beer of all time. And everything Mirror I've Pond? had... No, it's not Mirror Pond, Tyler. I, I grew up. But everything I've had from this from this uh, brewery is is fantastic. And so I'm really excited for this. This is... One pint, six ounces. So how much in the pint? Like sixteen ounces. Sixteen ounces. So it's like it's like 22. a twenty-two. You like a twenty-two here? No, it's not like a twenty-two. It is, it is a twenty-two. Well, I don't know. I don't know if an, if one pint is specifically one hundred percent sixteen ounces. I don't know. Yeah, it's sixteen ounces. A traditional pint is sixteen ounces. A traditional pint would probably be from like England, and it wouldn't be sixteen ounces there, Tyler. Yes, it is. It's it's equivalent to sixteen. Oh, ounces. it's equivalent now. Now now the okay. So the the traditional pint would be whatever the English measurement is in point form. <laughs> Not sixteen. Fucking Wait, what is the what is the the English equivalent? It's pint, or it, that's a pint. A pint is sixteen ounces, so it is one pint. The pint is an English or is an English term, right? Oh fuck, I don't know. If, if we're talking about, I don't. They, they would use like like. Imperial or something, right? Imperial something. No, we use imperial. They, everybody else uses metric. I don't know how. I don't know That's what. what it is. There's no way that it's 16 ounces. It translates perfectly like that. We had to have redefined what the pint means to Americans. 
And no, call I don't it think so, man. Ounces. I don't think so. I do not think so. I think you're wrong. But then that that so who do you think drank beer first? The English or the Americans? Well, the English, obviously. Okay, so clearly the pint originated probably more than likely from England rather than America. Yeah, and the pint is 16 ounces. So when you convert it over, when you convert one pint, which originated in England, let's say, when you convert that into the imperial system, it's it would be 16 ounces. It's perfectly 16 ounces. It just, just so yeah, happens so to magically perfectly translate. To 16 ounces. Yes, exactly. You're exactly. fucking idiot. That's, no that's how way. math works. Yeah, That's exactly. how math that's works. How, that's how your stupid math works, apparently. <laughs> now, I'm not going to Google can't argue as, math. As, I, as I explain this further. Actually, that's all I got. It's 12. It's 12.9%. Uh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds good, so that's, that's why I got it. And oh, God. Is this from that nasty liquor store that you were talking about earlier? Nasty liquor store? That you got that nasty beer, or the, the liquor store you got the nasty, nasty beer the from? The liquor store was fantastic, but the, the the beer was nasty. But no, this is from the subscription thing, the tavern. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, I got. I don't know if I've had this beer. I I didn't check if I have, but I have a the Tiki Escape IPA from Stone Brewery in San Diego, California. Uh, this is seven point seven ABV, has Sabro and Mosaic hops in it. And uh, I got it because, you know, I'm starting to get into the whole tiki thing. I'm, I'm going to start, I think I'm going to start collecting tiki tiki mugs. You're such a dork. like that. <laughs> I don't know First why. First of all, I'm you, you collect too that. much shit anyway. Your, your room is just full of, like, useless junk. You collect really. too the much thing things. I, Stop collecting the things. The only thing, no, the only thing I collect that I have collected recently have been Luke Skywalker Funko Pops. I don't know why I got obsessed with that. And then like Swiss stuff, Switzerland stuff. That's it. You also have all your Only steins, and I'm sure you probably got it. That's that, but that's part of my Switzerland collection. You you have all these guitars that you don't play. Well, I I, that's different. That's <laughs> oh, different. Oh, that's right. I didn't realize it was different. That's my fault. My bad. Yeah. Well, it, it's fine. Just get it right next time. That's what it comes down to. All right. Well, I got my I got my my beer poured. What do you got? Oh, you got your sport? I didn't even hear you open it. You got to pay attention, man. You got to pay attention. I guess so. You can't be in your own little world. Oh, it smells good. The way good. she goes. I looked it up. Ooh, does it? Yeah, I bet it does. It does, really does it smell like coffee or chocolate? I took a quick whiff, but it smells well, more like on, chocolate. Oh, gosh. I don't know how you people drink that. It's not good. With our mouths? It's not good. On, on Beer Advocate, our boy Raul did not... Um, did not review this Tiki Escape IPA. I hope he's doing well. It's been a long time since we've heard from him. So wherever you're at, Raul, we're we're thinking about you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you ready? I am ready. Okay, here we go. Yep, that's that's delicious. Ooh. Oh, that's got to linger there. That's This is like taking a bite out of a cake. And the cake is like the residue stuck to the roof of your mouth, so you still get to kind of enjoy the cake afterwards. Kind of like lick it off a little bit. Yeah. That's what this is like. There's still that residue in here. I can still smell it. I can still feel it. I can still taste it. Very thick, very heavy, very full-bodied. Delicious. Hmm. All right. Ugh. Man, that sounds disgusting. I didn't even like cake either. Sounds disgusting. I eat cake yeah, like cake twice is not a year. That good. 
Yeah, it's not that good. And I, I really only like one type of cake. It's like the yellow cake with that shitty chocolate frosting on top. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty decent. That's that's the I only think cake German I chocolate eat. cake is my favorite. You don't like German chocolate? No, I don't. No, I really only eat that cake because I no. know I won't eat it again to my next birthday, and so <laughs> then I just eat it. Yeah. All right, I don't even drink milk. That's that's weird that you just don't drink milk, whether it be almond milk or regular milk. It's weird that you don't drink it. You don't eat cereal. I don't remember the last time I had cereal. I eat it like dry, just out of the box. But but it tastes so much better with milk. I don't think I've had a, like You're a crazy. good bowl of cereal since we moved to Arizona. Really? I just don't. I just wow. don't like milk. I don't. I don't like milk. I think it's it's just fucking gross. It's just. But cereal itself is so good. That's true. That is true. There are some really. F- I just bought a new cereal too. Like it's an Eggo waffle cereal. A little bit Ooh. syrupy. It's, it tastes just like an Eggo waffle with a little bit of syrup on it. It's nice. Hmm. It's nice. Similar. So it's kind of like the French Toast Crunch, but waffle. Yes. Uh, my, my Tiki Escape IPA, it's uh, it's kind of malty a little bit, uh, but it's it's pretty pretty drinkable and pretty easy to to guzzle down. Um, yeah, I got I got nothing bad to say about this. It's a solid IPA, man. Stone Stone comes out with solid beer. I've never had a bad beer from Stone Brewery. That's 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 true. That's true. I don't think I've ever had a bad beer yeah. either. So that's that's good. You know. Yeah, that's, that's good, fine. man. So, so with our three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer, you're going to continue to drink. One's a bad beer, but try it once. And zero is uh, liquid death. What do you rate your stout? Mm, so far, just right now, I'm doing 2.5. It might go okay. up, but it won't go down. <laughs> you say that now. You, you, you've said this before, and it's gone down dramatically. No, I I usually don't. If I say I'm not going to go down, I usually don't go down. There's nothing There's nothing off the top. There's nothing in my... I mean, I haven't finished my first glass yet. There's nothing here that I don't like. I like everything about it. This is what I look for in stouts. The SRM here is black. So it's like oil. That's <laughs> so nasty. Yeah. Oh. So this is, this, is what I, this is what I look for in, in stouts. It has everything. It checks all the That's boxes. What you live for. My only, uh, my, my only worry is that the more I drink, maybe the more the alcohol will, will seep through and, and become mm-hmm. too pungent for me. That's, that's the only time I really, I really will downgrade something. But um, I guess after having that, that 21 percenter from your house, from, from Mike, I think. Was that uh, when you were here? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was intense. That was, that was quite <laughs> oh, yeah, intense. Nobody was enjoying it. Nobody was enjoying that beer. I mean, it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't bad, and and they still did a good job of masking the twenty one percent. Oh god! I mean, it's that beer is like one fifth just pure alcohol. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's gross, man. Uh, it's, yeah, too much. Twenty one percent is pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's way too high. It's not even enjoyable. Like I, I usually don't go like going over like eight or nine, eight or nine percent. Cause then it's just too much. It's not. It's not really drinkable. It's. I don't know. I. I don't. It's not my thing. <sighs> All right, my tiki escape. Uh, I'm gonna give this one just a solid two. I. I'd go back to it, but there are other IPAs I'd. I drink over this one. Um, but I. I honestly have nothing bad to say about it. It's. It's a solid IPA. A little pricey for the. For the. The. What is this? Sixteen ounce? No, it's not sixteen ounce. This is twenty two ounce. 
How much was it? Yeah, this is a one pint, one pint six fluid ounces. <laughs> uh, it was um, <laughs> it was like eight dollars. Eight dollars, it you know for an IPA, for like an IPA, you know it's that's a little much. Unless I was, I don't know. It, I thought that was a little, for this for this beer, it was too much. What uh, what percent was it? You said when I can go get like a hop stupid, it's seven point seven. Okay, that's not eight bucks. That's when not I, bad. Yeah, but I mean, I can go get a hop stupid, which is like eight percent, and that's about five bucks. That's and hop beer. stupid, I I like taste better. Of course, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Of course, it's five beer. bucks. You think I give beer. a shit? It's backed by big beer. You think I give a shit? You think I give a shit? I my, do not. My if, stat was my stat was seventeen dollars. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, they say there's a sucker born every day. I feel like every every you're one of them. Every, every minute. minute, every minute. Right. right. You know, I I just so there's some things I spend yeah. money on, and there's Never some things I that, that I don't spend money on, and <sighs> I wear like the same five t-shirts, and I don't really spend money on the same Oregon jacket. Yeah, I I haven't bought a jacket in years. I haven't bought clothes in years, so I you know treat yourself. As they say, yeah, I guess. this is one way of doing that. That yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get into the songs of the week. Uh, these aren't. I don't think either of our picks are directly related to our album of the week because we're getting into the Dead Kennedys album, Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. Uh, but let's go with your pick first, Jeff. What do you got? Okay, I chose Subhumans, not the Subhumans, which is a completely other, different band. Is it really? Is, yeah. Oh. I think they're a Canadian band, and I think they formed okay. around the same time or a little bit after Subhuman. So that's, that's maybe even kind of like kind of shysty, huh? Shysty, yeah, definitely shysty. Okay, yeah. So I, I chose Subhumans. You you may I'm sure everybody has seen the Punker Kids wear their Subhumans patch on them. It's it's pretty standard. If you if you if you go out and buy a, a jacket from Hot Topic, it's going to have a Subhumans patch on it. So. I, I know mm-hmm. you all seen them, but um, they're they're they formed in 1980 in in England. Uh, this the song that I chose, Mickey Mouse is dead. It's from their first album, The Day the Country Died, and this album is uh, apparently often considered one of the greatest in that anarcho punk realm genre. Hmm. And upon first listen, I uh, I thought the song was going to be really stupid because it starts off really dumb and, and really goofy and. And, and and just too goofy, but it but it turned into a really rad song, and this band turned into a really fucking cool band, and this album's really good, and you should uh, listen to it if you haven't listened to it. Yeah, and that's all I gotta say. You should listen that. to it. It's not a bad. It's not a bad record. The song's not bad, but it's just. I just feel like they're they're better. They're better punk bands than this. This was pretty. And we can go good, straight dude. to the subhumans. Really, you thought so? you thought it was yeah. that good, huh? Yeah, I feel like his his accent was so thick that it it just like cut through everything else. Well, that's it was why very distracting from everything else. That's why Crass hasn't been because I, I I did listen I go back I went back and listened to Crass this week again, and I still can't do it because of that thick accent because it's 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 so up there in the front that you can't you just can't get away with it and I can't get away from it I guess and it's it is whatever's but no I mean the subhumans subhumans, subhumans are better than Crass though I will say subhumans that. are great they were really really yeah, good absolutely. Really? All right. Well, here's uh, here's their song, Mickey Mouse is dead. Mickey Mouse is dead. Got kids in the head. Cause people got too serious. They planned out what they said. 
the best part of this song is the bass because it's so it's turned up so high and it's mixed so high i i, mm. I think it's so cool mm. it reminds me of jeff kresge's playing on uh, on afi's answer that and stay fashionable mm. which came out way after obviously but mm. I it's good man it's good <laughs> it ain't bad no it's good it ain't bad at all especially when it picks up would you say is better? <laughs> I just say everybody else. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was um, may- maybe maybe I'm just a little more into it because I had I had very very low expectations for this band mm-hmm. because all I've ever known is that patch that they sell at, at Hot Topic and like how good can a band really be if they sell your patch at Hot Topic and everybody wears it. But um, yeah, but then we did the Dead Kennedys this week, and it was it was pretty it was it was a ride it was a ride, and so I I dove into this one with zero expectations, and I was I was quite impressed. Did you hate that Mickey Mouse part though in the beginning? Uh, yeah, I didn't really like it. I thought it was super cheesy. Yeah, it really didn't get good until it became like a, an actual punk song. Okay, and the bass, like I said, the, I like the bass a lot. I like but that's it a about lot. it. But, Overall, that I listened to that entire record. The, uh, the record's good, uh, but it's not really my my cup of uh, punk punk rock. I guess you could say the anarcho punk. I've never really been super into that, or really even the oi the oi uh, genre. It's like hit or miss for me because a lot of it is super generic punk rock. I mean, but, a lot of the, know, <laughs> a that's lot, with yeah, every genre. Yeah, exactly. But it is hard to get into. I agree. I yeah. agree. But yeah, I'm sure we'll get more into the the 70s uh, UK punk next week if we decide to to do what we had talked about originally. But I'll keep that a little little secret right now. Okay. But secret let's to make get friends. In, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so let's get into my pick real quick. Ooh, that kind pick of real quick. Yeah, I like that. That was good. Thank, good job, Tyler. Good yeah. job. Uh, I went with uh, Gorilla Biscuits. The Gorilla Biscuits, or just Gorilla Biscuits. I don't know. Gorilla Biscuits. Gorilla Biscuits. They, uh, I went with their song called New Direction. Were you ever a fan of, of this band? Again, we've talked about this band numerous times on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you expect, me to be, you expect me to remember these things? I 
honestly, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I, I do. But yeah, we've talked about this band numerous times in the podcast. We've talked about doing an album. We've talked about how much we like this band. But I no, I guess that was it, actually. That was there, it? There was, yeah, there was no but. <laughs> but uh, no, oh, the, but, but the song he chose is not is not one of their best songs, to be honest. You don't think so? Nah, oh. nah, nah. Okay. Well, I went with the song called New Direction. And I thought you would... Did you recognize it from anywhere else? No. No. Okay. Well, let, let me play it. Maybe it'll jog your memory. So, uh, oh, I don't even have it queued up. I thought I did. God damn it. Son of a Whoa. bitch. But, uh, well, let's just, let's just... I'm going to go through this real quick. So, Gorilla Biscuits, they formed in 1986. They're a hardcore band from Long Island, New York. And um, they, they put out one seven-inch and one full-length record. And the song that we're doing that... I. I brought to the table today is the song new direction. It was off their, their album start today. And uh, that came in, came out in 1989. So here's, um, here's that song. So you don't recognize this song by by another band? No. No, you don't. Well, this is I'm, I'm going to play the the other band's version real quick. Uh, this is a this is a band that that Jeff and I hi, we we think we think uh, we we like a lot. I can't even fucking talk. Whoa. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy goddamn! <laughs> uh, this band Jeff and I speak very highly of. That's what I was trying to say. We speak very highly of this band, and they did a, a pretty damn cool cover of it. And uh, so here, here it is, real quick. See, see if you recognize it, Jeff. Recognize who that is? Yeah, that was it's that it's that voice that that <laughs> angry, raised, irritating 
I don't know. It, that, that was Raised Fist. Was that this from the same album that's... Yeah, that had uh, Working on Wood and Different But the Same? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same record. It's it's toward the end of the record, though. Damn. Yeah. So they, they did a... It's a straightforward cover, but it has that, that intensity that Raised Fist had at that time. I, I thought it was a great cover. Great, yeah, great that's, fucking cover. that's cool. Yeah, but Gorilla Biscuits, yeah, like I said, they, they put out the one full length and then the seven inch, which is, yeah, with, and that, that's pretty cool. I, I, I've i always liked them. And they I think they got back together like in the early 2000s, but they've never put out any other records since, since 1989. They just play the old stuff because that's what people want and they know that. So that's what they do. But I, I didn't so read... I didn't. I didn't read the like the lyrics on on that song at all. I don't know the lyrics, but like that old joke of of the new direction, but it sounds mm-hmm. like new direction. Wait, right, what? new direction. Two words. N E W, and then direction. Mm-hmm. But you could, if you're talking about the song, you could as well be saying nude erection, like a naked boner. Oh, oh, look at that! I didn't even. Wow, that's good. I I only know that that was a joke because when I was watching, I think it was like Shallow Howl or something with Anthony (laughs) Robbins, and 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 he was talking about just like the power of of words and and how people we don't we don't really listen to when people talk. We kind of just group it all together and then process information in bulk. Yeah. And so he said he said he's 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 trying to go in a new direction, and then he was saying like you probably didn't even know I said new direction. I was like bitch, you fucking say it that fast, nobody's gonna say like nobody's gonna pick it up. And I always thought that was irritating because he said you didn't even know I said new direction. It's like nobody would know you said new direction. It's context, man. It's context. But even still, it's he, he's too fast. It's too similar. It's the same thing. But yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if that's anything to do with the with the song lyrics or anything. I wouldn't be surprised. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it was like you know had a double meaning this entire song did but i don't i like i said i don't know the lyrics either i don't know what the fuck he's saying he's saying that's a rad song man i i think gorilla biscuits are super cool i i mean i i the only reason i ever heard of them or the first time i ever heard of them and the reason why i sought them out was because tom delong says that they were one of his, uh, they were a big influence on his uh his you know punk like his whole beginnings as a musician and uh and then i looked up all the bands that he talked about and so that's how i got into gorilla biscuits through tom delong that was, so thanks that was for that. a deep breath when you when you took there yeah i know <laughs> I explained it all that was good i know i know i i just i don't know how to speak anymore mm. i really don't know how it's tough but anyway let's move on unless you got anything else to say about the gorilla biscuits no we can uh we can move into a new direction Okay, they also have a cool name. I wanted to bring that up. I think that's a cool name. Gorilla Biscuits. Do you want to play any of these songs? <laughs> um, no, I mean, not really, no. I don't really care. Not even Death by Stereo? I think it was a great song, but I mean, it sounds like Death by Stereo. I honestly, I don't think you've, maybe for at least two months, you haven't wanted to play any songs. There hasn't, there hasn't been anything great. Like, no, not really. Like the, like these are all f- like the, okay for the Bush song. This is I don't know why you put that in there. Well, we'll, let, well, before we get into that, well, let's we'll record that. Well, it's already recording. Oh, I know, but I'm not gonna keep this part in. I'm gonna play. I'm just gonna play a Death by Stereo song. So okay, because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it sounds like Death by Stereo. <laughs> so that's all right. Fine. Well, 
the uh, so what we have next, uh, we have some new albums or some new s- albums and new songs that have been released over the last week. Uh, the first of the, first of those being Silverstein. They put out a, an EP. It looks <laughs> like called Quarantine. <laughs> and I mean, I like the name. I like the name, but what is this? I I don't know what this is about because I'm not oh, really a fan of the band. So good. Are these are these just like reimagined covers of their own music or what is it? Or they, new stuff? They're putting it directly through Bandcamp and then 100% of the proceeds are going to go to, they're donating it to two things. One is the NAACP and the other one is, I can't remember what it was offhand, but like mm-hmm. five bucks. I think they're brand new songs, five bucks, five songs, 100% of the proceeds. So that's, that's cool, but that name's solid. I, do, I, I think it's great. Quarantine, it's fantastic. Like like all the all of the planets, all the stars align just so they could release <laughs> something called Quarantine. <laughs> it's all been leading up to this. Their their twenty plus year career is, has been leading up to this. This is the big moment. <laughs> 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 Makes me giggle though. Yeah, that's pretty good. But you know, good on them for releasing it on Bandcamp right now. Eventually, it'll it'll make its way to other streaming platforms, like every other thing does. But you know, good for them. So that means support Bandcamp. So that means. That not only are they donating 100% of the proceeds, but Bandcamp's not even going to make any money off of this. Correct. So that's even more money going towards charities or organizations. So that's solid. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. 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 So good on those. Did you like the songs? Did you listen to them? Because I didn't. Well, I didn't get to pay for it. No, you, can, <laughs> you could stream them for free. I, I could. I didn't couldn't figure out how to do it. You get just the, hit play. It wouldn't let me. Really? Yeah. What? No, no way. Let, let me see. Click here. on it right Please. now. Hold on. Unless it's not out yet. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there's no play button. Wow. This is the first time I, I've ever seen this on, on Bandcamp because you're always able to stream it before you buy it. Yeah, I tried. Wow. Because it came out, I think, yesterday or the day before. And I tried listening again today, this morning, but uh, I couldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't Wow, that's shady, Bandcamp. Come on, man. I've been such an advocate for this fucking website. Are I mean, they? You're, do, you're 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 doing me dirty, Bandcamp. Come on. Are man. they? Are they trying to just get you? To, I mean, it's like five bucks. It's not that much, but are they just trying to get you to buy it? No, that's exactly what it is. But is that? But Ben. But Bandcamp has always. What do you wait? What do you mean? Like this has never been done before. Like this isn't usually the way Bandcamp works. Usually, the way Bandcamp works is that you can you could play the songs. Before you buy them, even if it's whether or not it's free or not, you you you're able to stream it without paying like a subscription. Why would you? What like like why would you use Bandcamp? I don't understand. Because that the the idea behind Bandcamp was not only could you stream it, but you could download it in any file you you wanted. Like instead of like downloading from Apple Music at like. 128 or 256 which is like shit quality you could download like the flac files the wave files or whatever you can download like the highest quality of files and that was kind of like what people liked a lot about bandcamp was because you're getting the best quality and and also like you know the way bandcamp set up as well you can you can make like incentives like you can pay five dollars just for this or you can pay ten dollars for this and like a shirt or whatever you know or like the physical copy so like they, they have a lot of like different ways of buying stuff on the website rather than like on iTunes, you're really only able to buy just either the songs individually or the whole album. But on Bandcamp, you could set it up for anything mm-hmm. and also stream it. But uh, they, they've done me dirty. They've done me dirty. Yeah. 
I don't know why they did that, but there, there it is. Yeah, if you want to listen to the quarantine, you have to pay for it. You can't even listen yeah. to it yet, which is fine. I mean, nobody really buys music anymore, so I, I mean, buying spending five bucks isn't bad if you like the band at least. They they got some guest appearances too. There's there's a bunch of other musicians on the record. One one's the guy from um, Attack Attack, and then also Beartooth. You're not selling it. You're not selling it to me, especially with Attack Attack. Attack, attack. Uh, so Attack Attack, they I think they have like one song that's okay, but Beartooth was solid. Beartooth was cool. Yeah, they're they're okay. Well, they're okay. Beartooth is one of those bands similar to like Probot, where like he did all of the stuff, and then he would just have guest musicians come in and help him out. Yeah, what was the other band he was in? Uh, I think that the guy? just the two big ones. I think his name's Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. Schmo, or Show Showlo or something. I don't know. But I think just Attack, Attack, and Beartooth. That's all I really... Yeah, but the guy from Beartooth, he was from another band. But what was the other band? I forgot. Uh, like, he, I know... Fuck, what was it? I don't know. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter, I guess. The guy from, from, from Beartooth was... That's Kim, Caleb. and like he Yeah, did, but the guy Caleb is from another band. He's from Attack, Attack. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you. I thought you meant that Attack Attack did one song, and then Beartooth did another song. No, it's, that's what I thought you meant. Okay, it's the guy Caleb from Attack Attack and Beartooth. I hate saying Attack Attack. So <laughs> dumb. It's a really dumb name. And the band's dumb, and it's like one of the worst metalcore things I've ever heard. And they played their guitars way too fucking low, and it was awful. I don't mind that. I don't mind the low guitars. But then they had to do like a, I mean, they're good at doing splits, but then they're wearing really tight pants. And so it's like the like, crab core. Like, you know, they're going through a lot of pairs of pants. Like, you know, they're ripping them. <laughs> they have to be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So like, what's, absolutely. Like, what are you doing? Okay, here we go. Let's move on a little bit to a better, a better band than Silverstein. We got Death by Stereo, local, local band from Fullerton, California. Uh, they're a staple of the Orange County hardcore scene. Uh, you and I have been a fan for many, many years, and you know they're great. The singer, he's, su- he's a super nice guy, Ephraim, uh, and just they're, they're a great fucking band. They've never really put out bad music, it's true. and they put out a new one called California Addiction. So here it is. Their new album comes out, I think, in July or maybe no, I think it's August seventh. But anyway, here's here's the song, uh, California Addiction. you 
straight up good death by stereo man Ephraim doesn't skip a beat he sounds just like how he did back in 98 when the band started he's he's one of those singers that has never ever changed because he is and that's great he has I love it. two pretty distinct styles of singing he has his hardcore voice but then his singing voice yeah. is also very different very unique not a lot of bands is. who, can, nobody that who like can scream can sing like he does. Not saying it's like good or bad. It's just very unique to him. There's nobody that sounds like Death by Stereo. I think even musically too. They they take so much influence from thrash music and hardcore punk music, but the way that that they mesh it together is just it's done so fucking well. I think Death by Stereo are one of the most underrated bands like ever. They're wildly underrated. They deserve way more credit than they I get. Would, I would, I would kind it's of agree. I, I would almost, I would almost even say, like at a glance, on a first listen, it's, it's just kind of, it's kind of weird. It's, it's kind of strange. It's not like your typical hardcore music. But if you get deeper into it, it's more accessible. It's easier to listen to than a lot of things because it is more melodic at, at times than most hardcore than a lot of hardcore music. Not most, a lot of hardcore music, because they do take things like you said from like thrash music and and other genres that are more straightforward and mm-hmm. their breakdowns are more accessible. They're not, they don't just stop and then go into a breakdown and then start again. It's more of like a natural flow. Yeah. And I think that's just Absolutely. because they are better musicians. They're all really good musicians, honestly, Yeah. especially Dan, their guitar player, man. He, he's a, he's a remarkable, remarkable guitar player. It's, it's so crazy. Like ever, if you ever watch him play, like he's, he has a ton of videos on YouTube. If you ever watch him play, he just makes it look like it's nothing. Like he makes it look so fucking easy. And and then you go and try to play and you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Like you cannot Dude, the guy is so good. The guy is such a great guitar player. It's unbelievable. And he, it's, it's annoying that he makes it that easy. He makes it look that easy. And then he has that awesome mustache. And all he does is drink beer and drink Jaeger. Oh. That's all he does. It's great. Jaeger. That's all he does. It's great. And they're and they're local. They're Orange County. They're Fullerton. It's great. Yeah, they, ah. and they do things for the community that is outside of just like music, right? Like program mm-hmm. that's that skate shop that's owned by Ephraim. Yeah, Ephraim co-owns it. It's okay. a cool skate shop too. I've been in there several times. It's it's pretty cool. They have a lot of vinyl in there. I mean, obviously all the skating stuff. A lot of band merch in there, not just theirs, but other like you know other bands in the punk scene, in the thrash scene as well. It's a cool place, man. If you're ever in Orange County, go check out Program Skate Shop in Fullerton. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, right off the fi- it's right off the 57 and Chapman. Chapman, Chapman Avenue. The so get off on Chapman. Yeah, get off. Yeah, exactly. No, it literally is right next to the college. It's right across from a Roundtable Pizza too. Yeah. So you can go get some pizza at Roundtable. <laughs> Then walk across the street, go to program, or vice oh, versa, whatever you want to so do. Good. And then you can yeah. also go back the other way and go down the street and go jam at the Riff House. At the Riff House, yeah. Or if you want to get a beer, you can go to Biggs. Biggs is right down the street too. What a town! Right across man. the street. What a town, dude, man! You you got it all. You got you got all this stuff to to do in, in Fullerton. That's not even downtown Fullerton. <laughs> That's just like one block, dude. That's just like one block <laughs> exactly. And all that stuff is there. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Uh, that's Death by Stereo and their new song, California Addiction. Uh, the next thing here, I know Jeff's not a fan of the, this band, and I don't know why I'm a fan of this band. I don't know what it is about them, but Bush. I'm a Bushman. Uh, they put out a new song called Japanese Freight Train. and I don't know. I, there's something weird about this band that I, I, I just like. I cannot explain it at all. Yeah. 
is it the vocals that you don't like? What what is it? I they're boring. It's it's a boring band. It's a band that that is almost like a jam band, mm-hmm. but they never jam. They just play like the same. I don't know song over and over, just in different keys. <laughs> just boring. I will say some of their music is kind of boring, but sometimes I don't know. There's some bangers. This song Japanese Freight Train is pretty good. It's not bad. It's not the best they've done, but it's solid. Solid Bush. You can't solid, see my face, but like I so go check it out if you're interested. I think they're putting a new record out next month. After you said that, I did the thing where like you shake your head kind of side to side and you close your eyes tight and you open them real wide. You know, you're like what? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The last thing we have here is um, somebody named Jessica Nesmith. Uh, she did kind of a not a cover, but how would you how you explained it to me earlier? How 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 was it again? So well, so first of all, Jessica Nesmith, Nesmith, Nes, fuck it, that girl, Jessica is Nesmith, Nesmith. I don't know, Nesmith, 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 Nesmith. Are you just are you saying Nesmith? Nesmith? Is it like knee and then Smith or Nesmith? Knee, Nesmith, 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 Jessica Nesmith, Jessica Nesmith, Nesmith, Nesmith. She is the daughter of the monkey singer. I think his name is Michael Nesmith. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're the most annoying fucking thing ever in the world. But uh, there's there's this there's this thing called punk rock karaoke, and it's it's it was created like in the '90s. It's just like a almost like a like a super group, but just just to kind of jam. I know Eric Melvin was was one of the OG members. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's uh, I, I was just interested in because it has Darren Pfeiffer on the drums, who was the original drummer for Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. And then it has one of the guy it has, the, it has the bass player from Pennywise, and then just a couple other people from bands that it's are all star cast that are fun. And then this girl they did um, uh, Astro Zombies by uh, my new my new love band, The Misfits, and uh, mm-hmm. I liked it. It was cool. It was solid. I mean. Astro Zombies is a very catchy song. It's very good. And when you got an all-star cast doing it and it looks like they're having a good time, you can't really go wrong, can you? Nah, you cannot. It's a great song. Fantastic song. I mean, I could play it if you want me to play it. No, but it's, it's, it's one of those it's quarantine videos and they're all in different rooms and it's, mm. her voice is... It's, she's, she's a good singer. She is. But mm-hmm. when you're playing a guitar, you can plug it in directly to like a board and then your computer, so you're not getting a lot of a lot of ambient noise. But it mm-hmm. sounds like she put her phone up and then was in like a room and then sang and then recorded on her phone. Yeah, so kind of it's one of those things. Yeah, it's a shame because everything else looks like it's like kind of professionally done, except for hers, really. But it could have been one because she's yeah. not. She's not actually a part of punk rock karaoke, so she could have just been like a like a phone in like, hey, we need somebody to sing. Like, do you want to do this? And she's like, okay, I'll do it. Like when? Like today? Okay, I'll do it today. So I don't know. But then, like, being the daughter of of the singer from the Monkees, I I feel like you would just like music would be ingrained in your own personal culture, and at some point you would probably want to be a singer or be a musician, so you would spend some money. I don't know buying equipment yeah you would you would think so it's fun though it was cool check it out check it out yeah check it out astro zombies 
the cover, the Misfits cover. Okay. What we have next is it's a study that predicts that 90% of the music venues will close, that music venues will close permanently without any sort of financial assistance. Uh, This is really sad because this is how you and I grew up. This is how a lot of people grew up going to these little venues and that are, you know, just, they don't rely on any sort of big backing and it's sad because it's going to go away. I don't know. It's, it sucks. It's, it's but very, it's, it's very weird. In, but, but, but like also don't forget too, that it's not just like the ones that are going to survive are probably going to be like the amphitheaters, the yeah. ones that are going to get government assistance or going to get like rent reduction, things like that. The ones that aren't going to survive are like the Roxy, the Troubadour, the Viper Room, like our favorite venue, the Glass House. Chain Reaction is not going to survive. It's 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 these smaller venues that are kind of self-owned yeah. and iconic. And it is sad. It's sad because, I mean, since like the dawn of man, like we've been playing music in, in various mm-hmm. forms and and to th- and to think that now there's no more there's no there's no longer going to be a rite of passage to pass down onto your own kids going to shows seeing these bands play getting your dreams getting your hopes up saying this is what I want to do and then working towards that goal and and practicing every day and mm-hmm. and just being like a better person for it now these are all gone and then what's going to be in their mm-hmm. place yeah except for the big ones owned by like live nation or Ticketmaster, whatever you know, it's going to be the big conglomerates that are going to own these venues. Like you mentioned, like the amphitheaters are still going to be around because they're all backed by huge, huge amounts of money. But the little, I guess you could say, for lack of a better term, the mom and pop places like Glass House and Chain Reaction, I mean, they're not going to survive unless there's like a massive outpouring of community support. But the likelihood of that is is slim. Well, it's it's too it's too hard. I mean the community can only support you so much, right? With restaurants, yeah. bars, even like some movie theaters that are only, they're not chained, they're small owned. They're, but like how, how much of my personal money do I have to invest in the community to make sure that everybody stays afloat? It's like, do, is that even yeah, possible? Like, like, is that, is that even possible? The only real way to do it is just completely, completely stop spending money and, big companies stop going to mcdonald's and then going to you know amici pizza stop going to all these big stores but then even like the grocery store right the grocery store is still owned by these huge corporations over here it's kroger over over in california you have like albertson's Mm -hmm. i don't know who owns stater brothers but i'm sure that's a big box or a big company stater brothers is stater brothers i think is the only one that's still like family owned that's not that didn't really sell out to anybody else because they're they're not they're not unionized like all the other grocery stores, so that's like when we saw what was like 15 years ago when all the the grocery stores in oh, California right. went on strike. Stater Brothers didn't because they're not they're not part of that same union as like Ralphs and Vons and all that shit. R- Ralphs is part of Kroger, and Kroger's mm. a huge one. But I, I mean, they, Kroger even goes up in, into Canada, right? I don't know about that far. I know for sure it goes up into Oregon or Portland because when I lived there, the Freddie Myers it was called Fred Myers, and that was uh, mm-hmm. that was Kroger. Oh, okay. Caught going with Freddy's. <laughs> Get our Dumb. groceries at Freddy's. 
But yeah, man, this is, this is, this is sad news. This was, um, I, I think this, this piece itself, it was, it was done independently and then it was presented to like NPR and the NPR published it or posted it. But I think it was done specifically to just kind of ask for money, mm-hmm. which I don't, asking for money is always tough because if you don't have money, then you can't give money. And so I don't think the right way is to ask mm-hmm. for money, but you can ask for like relief. And one of the things that they've been doing in the airport for some of the restaurants over here in Sky Harbor is they're going to say, okay, you don't have True. to pay rent. You like, Don't worry about rent. Don't worry about anything until you can start paying rent. Or what they're doing is pay us a percentage of whatever profits you're making. Because, again, you can't you can't offer somebody money if you don't have any money. And that's just kind of making the problem worse. What you can do is say, you don't have to pay rent. You don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to do anything. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Let it sit there. And then we'll come yeah. back to it later. I hope music venues don't close down because they're not just like, like some fun thing to do. They're a part of not only music culture, but our culture in general. Mm-hmm. especially in big cities like Los Angeles, like New York, like Chicago, but even like Phoenix, there's, there's certain, like the Van Buren is, is, is a, is a music venue that is super iconic that all bands play at. And it would be really sad to see these music venues close at the same time. I've, I, I already support other businesses that, are, that I, I don't want to close. So like, I can't, I can't support every business and so there needs to be there, there's there's got to be something else here. There's there's got to be the, the unemployment's already at like fifteen percent, which is insane. Like we got there's there's got to yeah, be something. Nuts. We can't just keep throwing money at things because it's not working because we don't have any money to throw at it. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do? I don't know, but I just hope these venues don't close. <sighs> I know. I ho- I really hope they don't either. For for those same reasons. It's same reasons. It's it's part of a culture, you know, both DIY culture and the city's culture and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's nuts. I, hopefully, I mean, even if a lot of these venues close down, hopefully once things bounce back a lot more, it'll come back like with a vengeance, you know, there, there's going to be a lot more venues opening, like brand new venues opening that hopefully aren't owned by like the big companies like live nation and stuff Ugh. like that, which I'm afraid that that might happen, especially in LA like a lot of, I think I feel like dude, Live Nation's what, gonna buy the Roxy. They're gonna buy the I, Troubadour. They're gonna buy the whiskey. That that's fucking disgusting. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. I was gonna say that that's probably what's gonna happen Ugh. because they could they see that as a marketing point once everything gets gets back to normal, and that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna they're gonna probably offer the owners of these clubs millions of dollars, and there you go. And then and then what's gonna happen is the, these the small venues like the whiskey and. And the Roxy and stuff, yeah, they're popular, but most of the bands that play there are unknown bands. They're local bands. Everyone, like every couple months, you'll get like a big band that'll play like a secret show there or something like that. But other than that, it's all local shit. But I feel like with Live Nation there, they're gonna have like a lot of big bands play there to make a shit ton of money. I mean, that's so like a, that's what people hate about corporations is is like the gentrification that happens after corporations mm-hmm. buy one thing and. Like the Roxy, the area that that's in is not a very, it's not a shitty area, but it's not like the best area. Mm-hmm. And so if, if Live Nation buys the Roxy and they buy the Viper Room, then like what's next? Are they going to buy the Rainbow Room? Are they going to buy that one too? Are they going to start just buying like everything? And now all of a sudden 
that part of LA is now the new Rodeo Drive, and everyone who can't afford to be there shouldn't even be there anyway. I, it's just it's it's really gross, and you're yeah. kind of just eliminating so many people, and I just I don't like it. It's it's shitty, man. It's super shitty. And then what I feel like is going to happen if these big corporations buy these small venues, these these iconic venues, they'll they'll have say, I don't know off the top, Imagine Dragons, they'll have them play at the whiskey and charge two or three hundred dollars for that show yeah when you know a normal show from a local band would be five dollars or ten dollars yeah we saw rise against there for like 20 and that's bucks. really frustrating what i think we saw rise against there and it was like 20 bucks yeah i mean i've seen a ton of like a bunch of bands there like i used to go see wednesday at the whiskey all the time and i would pay 15 dollars yeah. at the most to go see wednesday you know, but he would sell most of the venue. Like he wouldn't sell it out most of the time, but he'd sell a good amount for fifteen bucks. And we, I would go all the time. But God, it's so frustrating. Or like when I saw Phantom Planet, we saw him at the Roxy, and one of the times we saw him at the Roxy, and I think we paid twenty five bucks to go see Phantom Planet, and they sold out. They sold out the Roxy. They sold out the Troubadour when we saw him there. It's just like I don't know. It, it sucks. It's really unfortunate. But I feel like that's what's going to happen. And it's not even it's not even like I hate all big corporations because they're not all terrible, but I, I hate I, I just very much dislike when they take the kind of like the essence. So if let's say Live Nation did buy like the Roxy, for instance, or they did buy the Troubadour, and then now this corporation comes in, they say, Okay, we know what makes money, we know how to run things. Now there's a uniform. So now all the bartenders have to wear the same shirt. Now there's no more personality. Now there's no more uniqueness mm-hmm. from the bartenders. And so given that, it's like, why Why am I paying top dollar for a beer that's just being served to me by a robot? And that's not even to say that they're going to replace the bartenders with actual robots because that does happen. <laughs> that's, I mean, there's self-serve bars now where you yeah. can go up and you can pour your own glass of wine, throw your credit card in there, pour your own glass of beer, throw your credit card in there. And like this, like that is what corporations bring to things, and like that's what makes me hate corporations. Yeah, but not they're not all bad. Just throwing that out that they're not all bad. We all use them, you know. Our cell phones are all big yeah. corporations. And it's all impossible shit, not so. to. Yeah, it's very very. We pay taxes to the biggest corporation of all, right? Our fucking United States government. Yeah, that's true. And the IRS <laughs> isn't even an actual government agency. Oh, but, they're, but they're the most powerful government agency. Yeah, I guess so. They own but you. Really. They own you. They do, but yeah, I, we're not going to get into all this shit. <laughs> and escape IRS ever. Uh, I know it's crazy, right? It's, but it's, anyway, it's, it's crazy what? to think. I'm just going to keep going. It's crazy to think. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to think that just like Al Capone, right? Like the most no- the, the the most notorious case of government doing their job but kind of not doing their job like what do we how how do we get al capone i don't know i don't know did he pay taxes on all that money no let's get him on that like fucking really all you guys over here all of you law enforcement personnel all of you guys you have nothing your years of of surveillance you have nothing but then these pencil pushers who probably haven't seen the light of day in decades they say, well, did he pay taxes on that on that money? No? Okay, well, let's get him for that. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's how overly 
<laughs> That's how obnoxiously powerful the IRS is. Yeah. Irritating. Yep, they can literally ruin your life. Irritating. For something so... <sighs> that we put so much value in that has literally no value. <laughs> it it's remarkable. Nothing. It's remarkable. But you know that's 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 the society we live in. We we value things that have literally no meaning. Uh, well, the times they are changing, like your boy yeah. says. Uh, they're barely gonna change. Who says that? Who's my boy? Which boy? I have a lot of boys. That's well, that it. sounds really bad, but <laughs> 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 sounds really bad. <laughs> yeah, the times they are changing. That's by one of the, uh, if not the greatest songwriter, the greatest uh, musician of all time. Which one, Tom or Omar? I think his name is like Robert uh, Delon. Robert Delon. Oh, uh, Thomas Thomas Delon. You mean? No, it was actually Bob Dylan. Oh fuck, Bob, dude! Bob Dylan is such an overrated hack. Oh my god. Maybe you should listen to the times they are changing. <laughs> okay, I'll listen to it and then I'll I'll let you know how I feel about it. Oh boy. All right, let, let's move on. Let's move on here. Uh, Chris Caraba, the singer from Dashboard Confessional, he um. He what did he? He got in a, a pretty bad motorcycle accident. He uh, he has pretty serious injuries from it, but none of them are life threatening. So don't worry about that uh, for all of you, uh, you know, dashboard heads out there. But yeah, that's a, that's that sucks for him, man. Yeah, very unfortunate. Seems like you know, almost everybody I've I've almost everybody I've known who rides motorcycles has been in a bad accident. At some point, you say almost. Like, do you know somebody who's who owns a motorcycle who rides a motorcycle fairly regularly who has not been in an accident? <sighs> I don't know any. Kevin, Kevin, he never got in. As far as I know, I he never got in any accidents. I think before he lived with us, he's been in like an accident. Has he really? I'm gonna text him right now. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, Kevin's my only my only uh, saving grace there. But yeah, for the most part, everybody I've known have been in some sort of accident on a motorcycle. I mean, motorcycles are cool as hell. But yeah, they're super fucking dangerous. So yeah, that sucks. Hopefully he gets better soon. Uh, what we got next is full tone. What is it? Full tone. Pe- full tone pedals. Is that all they sell? Are pedals? I, I, I don't. Do. I didn't really care that much. They got canceled. So who yeah, the fuck they, cares? That's true. They got canceled by a bunch of people because uh, the owner on Twitter he said some stuff that wasn't very nice. Uh, he said. What is this? Like night four of looting with 100% impunity? The pussy mayor and governor don't give a shit about small businesses, and it's, and it's never been more clear. And then eventually, he, and then again he wrote, I feel better, and flushed out some prissy boys who were raised to peace sitting down. Now I'll delete. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking this guy, man. He, the guy's got balls. I mean, he's an idiot, but he's got balls. Um, and then a bunch of people apparently canceled him, which is the dumbest fucking term one of the dumbest terms the internet has ever come up with. Uh, but like Guitar Center said, you know, we're no longer doing business with, with Full Tone um, and they're going to start removing all the products from that, that company. Black Lives Matter on Twitter. Uh, they, they said they're never buying any another Full Tone product and we'll find a good way to get rid of those they already own. So, um, so yeah, you know, the internet's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, has a lot of good stuff, has a lot of shit stuff, but... Um, yeah, it's just a pedal company, man. This 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 happened. I don't know. <laughs> this like this this oh, this is so weird because it, I mean it's not weird, but it's funny, like, ironic. But um, this this is also going to bleed into like the Dead Kennedys talk and like the PMRC stuff and mm-hmm. 
and like Jello's big thing. I actually watched both of his interviews that he did with Oprah mm-hmm. when he was talking to, to stupid Tipper Gore idiot. Oh, God, it, but, it's like aggravating to watch. But like the only thing he kept saying was like over and over and over. He's like, I don't care that you're censoring. I know you're censoring. I don't care. I, which is what canceling is. is you, you're censoring somebody based on off of what they believe, be yeah. it bad or good, whatever it is. You're censoring them. And so he says, I, I like none of this matters to me. I just don't understand why you can't just talk. And like that's what Jello kept talking about over and over and over and over is why why can't you just talk with your kids? If you see your kids listening to to Guns N' Roses or listening to the Dead Kennedys, why can't you talk with them and have that conversation about why do you like that? Here's why I don't like that. Is there a middle ground? And that's where mm-hmm. Tipper Gore comes in. And that's where the government comes in. And starts to be the parents, and that's like the basis of what Jello fucking hated, and it's mm-hmm. still going on. Like the cancel culture is censorship. Oh, it absolutely it's is. It's fucking censorship, 100%. and it's like, yeah. well, how do you not? How do people not see that? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you can't judge, jury, and executioner. You can't. Straight up, that's you what can't cancel somebody without at least trying to hear their point of view, right? Unless yeah. it's so egregious, egregious. Unless it's so egregious. And a lot of, and you know, a lot of it is, you know, like the Bill Cosby thing. That was right. just, just so awful. Absolutely. Fucking cancel them. Yeah. But having an opinion about something shouldn't like just straight up warrant ruining somebody and their family forever. Yeah, yeah I it's know. Silly. I, it's silly. It's yeah, silly. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I know there are other worse things than, you know, losing your job or, or losing your company, obviously. But I mean, come on, dude. I mean, at what point are you going to draw the line? But that like this would have been the perfect opportunity for a dialogue, for someone to come out and say, "Hey, I know you feel this way, but we have been fighting for this for you know centuries, mm-hmm. and and so here is here is what we think." And then if he, the the Fuller guy, does not respond with something kind of at least at least compassionate, empathetic. Yeah. Then cancel him. Who, who gives a fuck? Fuck him. Yeah. But he just had an opinion. Dumb, but it was an opinion. Yeah. But rather than cancel him, how about open a dialogue? Why don't we talk? Yeah, exactly. What's it going to hurt? What's it going to hurt? It, it's it, it like, like, you know, I've always talked about too. Everybody is about the knee-jerk reaction. It's like you do something bad, okay, you're done. You're like, there's nothing more. Everything is a knee-jerk reaction. We see it in the media every day. We've been, we've seen it for years, for decades. We see the knee-jerk reaction. It's awful. It's Can't shitty. even make mistakes anymore without, without getting canceled. Uh, anyway, let, 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 let's let's. Um, we're gonna get more into this when we get into the Dead Kennedy stuff. But uh, the the thing we what we have next is Questlove from the Roots. He's uh he's just kind of irritated because he uh, his his own music that he created <laughs> keeps getting flagged on YouTube. Uh, this has been an ongoing issue with with so many bands and artists over the years uh, for using their own music, and then they 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 file like a like a not a complaint but like a like a rebuttal like to Instagram or whatever it is, saying you know yeah I'm the artist who does this, and then they still don't re- they still don't post whatever they posted, like they don't go back on it. It's just they let the bots figure everything out, they let the algorithms do everything, and that's it. It's it's shitty. So so one. If you don't like YouTube, then just don't fucking use it. But we sure. all we all think, well, like, what else are we gonna use? What else are we gonna do? Like, okay, then let's just all be fucking sheep and be at the mercy of YouTube. 
for yeah. one. Number two, like Questlove, dude, you already know. Like you you have you have the fan base because he does like these DJ sets where he uses he incorporates a lot of his music into it and just like plays them late at night for people that are just like insomniacs or people that are just hermits or well whoever's just staying up like way later than they probably should. He plays his DJ sets for them with a lot of his music involved and I get like I understand why YouTube's algorithm is there because artists want to get paid for their music. So I get it. Yeah. I understand why it's there. It's 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 kind of like a necessary evil. But again, like if you don't if you don't like it, you can change it. You can use something else because this is a private business run by people that just want to make money. This is a corporation. Mm-hmm. So you can do something else or you can change it. And I guess just like complaining about it all the time is is like nothing's going to happen. Okay, so yeah, I mean, they let Quest love making a change. They let Quest Love use his own music in in his videos. Okay, great. Awesome. Now what? Yeah. You, YouTube still has these shitty algorithms that that suppress everybody else. But Quest Love got what he wanted. Only because he has some sort of a platform. Yeah, you're see exactly. You're bigger than that, man. Like think big, dude. Think big. Get bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking hate YouTube. <laughs> and yet you use it all the time. I don't use it all the time. You do I use it do all the time. I do not use it all the time. You do use it you, all the time. On this podcast, people know that I do not use quite fucking YouTube all the time. I hate YouTube. I try <sighs> my damnedest to not use YouTube. You love it. You love it. <laughs> the only thing I look at on YouTube is like dumb fucking funny videos or old videos. Yeah, vines. so you use it. So you use it. I mean, I do use it, yes, but it's never my go-to for media, ever. Okay. Yeah, fuck All right. You. The last, the last thing we have here is uh, some some shows that have been canceled. I mean, pretty much everything's been canceled. Uh, Lollapalooza, Coachella have been officially canceled. I know Coachella has been rescheduled for next year. I don't know about Lollapalooza. This is the first year in twenty years Coachella has not happened. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Because they, they had postponed it until October, I think. Yeah, it was still October. Like yeah. this, it's it's even though I I don't like what Coachella has become, it's there are still people that go to Coachella with that with that glisten in their eye, right? With that with that that love for music. There's not they're not all useless dregs. There are people that go to Coachella because they truly love the music and they want to be there and they want to have a good time and they want to experience something. And maybe they leave a better person. I don't know. But it's just, it's sad. It's mm-hmm. sad to see Coachella go. And I hate it so much to think that way because <laughs> I fucking hate Coachella so much and I hate what it's become. But I do, I do feel kind of sad that Coachella's not happening. It's just when you see anything, anything normal just kind of die, it just sucks. You know, we've been seeing that so much in society. Like, just things that we do normally just have are dead right now. Especially like Coachella. Like Coachella is like arguably the biggest, like the biggest festival the on States. Earth. On Earth, oh, I think on just in the, in the United States. Coachella is is worldwide though. Like everybody yeah. wants to come to Coachella. Coachella is uh, that thing. You know, I, I think I think you're being you're being duped by the media by American media because if you look at the fest like Reading and Leeds in the UK or like uh, the the Wacken festival open air festival in germany those are way bigger than coachella and those people are there for like a week you know those people are fucking insane 
the people that they're not insane, but the people that go to those are just they're way more dedicated to to those festivals than Coachella. It's just American media makes it seem like like almost everything else. They make it seem like anything that's American is bigger and better than everywhere else in the world. Well, for or one, even like, or even like Big Day Out in Australia, that's huge too. Summer Sonic in Japan, that's enormous as well. But Coachella isn't. I don't think it's as big as we believe it to be. It's kind of like Sublime. We've always thought Sublime is like this huge, huge band. But then when, when you really look at it, it's like, wow, they're not even that popular outside of the West Coast of of, um, of, California, of the United States. Okay, so so for one, Leeds was also canceled. Yeah, I know. Officially. But I, I, I agree. I agree. Like, Leeds has been around since, like, the 50s or 60s. Like, that's that's like an institution. However... Let's just take Rage Against the Machine. Two times, yeah. Rage Against the Machine has said, hey, we're coming back and we're playing Coachella. But there's a reason for that. I'm just, regardless of what the reason is, I'm just saying that Coachella has that clout. Coachella is, is worldwide famous for getting these crazy groups back together. But see, okay, so you bring up Rage Against the Machine. So the guys from Rage, or at least I think Tom Morello, He's pretty good friends with the guy who owns Live Nation, and Live Nation owns Coachella, or they they put on Coachella. So you have that right there. But the one festival that's really well-known for bringing bands back together is Riot Fest in Chicago. That one brought back Misfits. That one tried to bring back Dead Kennedys, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But they, they've been known to bring... Glass they brought back Fear. They've been known to bring back more bands than, than anything else. I mean, yeah, Coachella kind of brought back Guns N' Roses, but that's not really a comeback. Don't but know. don't forget, Riot Fest is also very much rock, punk, alternative rock, and a little bit of hip hop. Coachella is is kind of a little bit of everything. I I hate to say that it's a little bit of everything because it's really not, yeah. not. But yeah. it is, but it is kind of a little bit of everything. And I'm, I'm defending Coachella way more than I should. I know I don't know why you are <laughs> because it's, it's still it's still terrible. I just. There's got to be a group of people that go to Coachella to say, hey, I love music. I like this type of music, but I want to hear all types of music. So I'm going to go to Coachella. I'm going to see what this is about. And then from there, going back to like the venues closing, like how I like that's just that that like irks me to my core because like we, you and me would not be who we are had it not been for the shows we've gone to together, had it not Mm -hmm. been for us seeing like plus 44's first show at the Roxy had it not been for us just seeing bullets and octane so many fucking times, just hanging out, going to shows saying, dude, that's what we want to do. We want to be rock stars, but really we don't want to be rock stars. We just want to hang out and play music and just be friends. Like that's like, that's what it's about. Like those realistic expectations because you went to these shows. And so this is all going together. And when Coachella has been canceled and postponed for the first time in 20 years, now it's real. Now it's a real thing. You're right. It is very unfortunate. <sighs> All right, we got anything else to say? We want to kind of wrap it up. What do you want to do? No, we can we could wrap it up. This has been a long news segment. Yeah, a lot longer than normal. Especially recently. Yeah. But um but this is Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening to the pod. Go rate review and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Stay tuned for our main episode because we're getting into the Dead Kennedys album Fresh Fruit for Rutting Vegetables. So that's it, and that's all.